Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Mike with Absolute Fitness Personal Training out of Dayton, Ohio. Mike, happy Friday, brother. How are you doing today? I'm good. It's a beautiful day here in Ohio. And, uh, you know, just uh, finishing up for the day and talking to you guys. And then, uh, you know, off to enjoy a little bit of the uh, weather we have until it starts in the fall. There we go. There we go. I love that, man. Definitely enjoy that. And, uh, you know, we're definitely excited to have you on, Mike. But before we dive in to the nitty gritty of what you have going on here, Mike, we want to give you the floor and give you an opportunity to give a little perspective to the viewers, right? In your own words, Mike, I mean, how would you describe Absolute Fitness Personal Training and what you guys do? So, you know, what we specialize in is one-on-one custom fitness programs and uh, personal training. Uh, I started the business in 1998. I started working uh, as a trainer in 1996. And the reason uh, I kind of went on my own is I started with the corporate gym chains, uh, specifically Bally Total Fitness is where I got my, my first start. And, uh, you know, they're now defunct. Um, but, you know, I just decided that uh, I, I could do it better on my own. Uh, so in 1998, I uh, started Absolute Fitness, uh, and I have grown the business over 24 years. We've expanded the facility four times in 24 years. From our first facility was 1,300 square feet. Now we house a 7,000 square foot independent building, and we've grown from just me to 21 trainers. Um, so what we specialize is one-on-one personal training um, is just custom designed on the individual client's goals. And we start everything from the basics, from uh, just fitness assessments. We do have a bod pod in our facility. So we, we, you know, we try to keep everything as accurate as we can into nutritional uh, and then into custom you know, fitness programs. So that's what we specialize on. It's what we've been, I've been doing for, uh, you know, for 26 years now. And, you know, we enjoy what we do. I love that. I love that. I love the confidence that you know you can do it better, right? I, I think that's the best thing that I've heard all day today, man. And you got to have that confidence. I love that, man. And yeah. so um, kind of diving into it, Mike, we'll, we'll dive right into the bare bones basics. Um, I mean, how many members are you serving currently? Well, we don't sell memberships to our gym specifically. We're a service business that gives the membership away. So we have about just over 200 clients that train out of our gym, Gotcha. Um, you know, on a weekly basis. Um, so what we do is we charge for the personal training, um, we charge hourly rates or a half hour rate and we don't do any contracts. You pay at the end of your session. Um, as long as you're training at least an hour a week, we don't charge any additional use our facilities on day off, days off to, um, you know, utilize our gym, uh, so they can, you know, maximize their fitness program. Um, we do sell a limited number of memberships to former clients, but at the end of the day, we don't we don't dive into memberships. We're not a we're not a uh, a type of gym that's going to dive into mass quantity to support uh, the overhead. We 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 work on our craft or service business, and the rest is kind of you know it, it it works out by giving away the membership. I love that man. I think I think it's a unique model. I'll be honest on, and at least in my experience of being on here, we haven't really heard too many uh, facilities go, structured that way. But that's not a problem, right? I think that's a great thing, and I think it gives a lot of perspective to a lot of other viewers too who maybe have the same model, right? Um, well, and, yeah, right. Go ahead. Go ahead, no, no, model is a very slow growing business model. Uh, you know, it took twenty four years to get to the point where we're at now. But uh, you know, during the pandemic, everything shut down. I mean, we really didn't even suffer, so we just kind of uh, shut down. About 68 days, popped right back, was back 100% revenue. So, <laughs> wow, 
Right. And not too many people can say that. I'll tell you that. But I, from my experience here, I don't think anybody has been able to say that. So <laughs> that's right. a good thing there. And um, so I guess we're, we're kind of, I'm kind of curious, you know, I mean, what, what's been the best method to get new people through the door? Um, you know, honestly, uh, I'm going to be honest, the best way to get new people through the door is um, just be good at what you're doing. I mean, my business is different than a gym membership. So, um, you know, we're probably the premier personal training in all of Dayton. Um, so we have, you know, we, we market our results uh, for our clients and just provide a great service and a great gym and, and word of mouth. I mean, we just, we don't actually do a whole lot of marketing. Uh, our phone rings off the hook just because of the services we've always provided. I mean, again, you got to understand we've been around since 1998. Most people can't say yeah. that. Uh, so we have longevity in the industry. Now, would I try to start this business model today's day and age? It probably wouldn't work as well, but because I started at such a young age, it's it's worked extremely well but you know as far as marketing we don't we don't it's a lot of it's just word of mouth man we're just good at what we do and people just say hey man this is cool gym they got top of the line equipment uh they're cool their business model's cool there's no contract they don't make you pay a bunch of uh you know sessions up front they don't they don't not push in gym memberships down your throat they have better gym equipment than everybody in town and people just come man they just beat the doors down and we, we don't really have too much to worry about it's the way it's always yeah. been that's awesome. Man. I mean, look, I, that's, that's thanks to, to being in the business as long as you have. I don't think many people can say they've been in business for more than 10 years, right? I mean, that's even, that's probably my highest that I've seen. Well, and, yeah. Yeah. And I think the thing is, I mean, especially, I, I actually own a, a business called Blockbuster Fitness Equipment here in Dayton as, uh, as well. So we buy and sell gyms that go out of business or upgrade equipment. So I sell commercial gym equipment as well. So not only do I own a gym as a trainer, but I also sell commercial gym equipment worldwide. Um, so, you know, when I, I, I've helped a lot of people start gyms and, you know, usually when I talk to new gym owners, I can tell you within five minutes, whether they're going to be successful or not, you know, anyone can open a facility and dump, you know, $50,000 of equipment in it. But, you know, I think one of the things that we made us successful at Absolute Fitness, we built uh, a good camaraderie with our clients an atmosphere that people want to be a part of. And any gym owner needs to understand that because you throw a bunch of gym equipment in 5,000 square foot space is not going to make you successful at all with planet fitness coming in you know heck i mean you know 999 a month for you know work on the purple equipment and stuff i mean if that's if that's the model you got you got to find a way if you're going to be working on numbers to keep your overhead you got to find a way to make that gym and people want that camaraderie and make it the best it can be that people want to be a part of something it's easy to walk away from something that you don't that doesn't make you feel a part of it but that's really the six the successful, you know, success I think of absolute fitness is people like being a part of what we do. Yeah. I always say if, if, if somebody wants to stay at a gym after reaching their goals, which is very unlikely sometimes, but say they do reach their goals, they're staying because of the, the community. Right. And that, that's what holds them. That's a whole well, asset. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's, um, it's the attention that the client gets and uh, you know, a lot of gyms, especially the big box gyms and whatnot, um, you know, they, they, they sign people up, they oversell the real estate and then they basically hope they don't come back because well, they just want to collect the dues. I mean, I started a very successful workout program called get fit One Hundred and One, And what it is, is a basic program that goes six weeks long that basically teaches people how to use basics of exercise science, basic exercise science, gym equipment. Cause you know, over the, 26 years of uh, doing consultations, you know, with uh, new incoming clients. And I do all of those with the incoming clients uh, mm -hmm. at our gym. So I can figure out which trainer would be the best fit for them. People come in, they're like, Hey, you know, 
uh, I started working out at Planet Fitness and I'm, or where, LA Fitness, wherever it may be. And I'm like, let me get this. And they think I'm psychic because I'm like, uh, you signed up, uh, you get on the treadmill, you have to go and hit the quick start button because that's, no, that's, that's what you know what to do. They're like, wow, really? And I'm like, and then you get on, um, you get on the circuit of equipment, you do some of these and some of these and some of these, and you don't know what you're doing. And like, wow, this guy must be stalking me. And I'm like, and then you haven't used your gym membership for about, what, six months? And they're like, man, this guy's amazing. And I'm like, but you keep paying for it, right? And so, you know, that's, again, how we do our service is a little bit different is that, you know, we provide people how to work out and teach them an education. We make them part of something. And, you know, if, if gyms don't start doing that, I mean, I'm just, you know, from what I've seen in the industry, Blockbuster Fitness, we're buying out big gyms right and left. Yeah. COVID changed those numbers, man. If you're trying to sell, you know, $9.99 and $19.99 a month, you're going against Planet Fitness, you're going against those things. And you see that LA Fitness rebranded to a sporter. You know, they're trying to keep up with Planet Fitness, you know. So I think the way the industry is going to go is you're going to see the boutique gyms coming in to play more and more. Yeah. And, you know, the big not big box gyms are starting to, starting to see that it's just not sustainable model, especially after COVID. Yeah, no, 100%. And I appreciate the perspective. I think it's so true, right? You can definitely see, one number one, the industry, the the knowledge you've been through here. And I, I can definitely, you're bleeding it, man. And that's, that's awesome that you can wear that out there. Um, and I think it, it's a good point, right? I think you have to become an asset. You can't be a commodity because then you're just not gonna be able to compete. It's impossible. Um, right. And so now, uh, I mean, I'm just curious here too. I mean, look, you're at 200 or so members. I mean, or clients, I'm sorry. But like, I mean, hypothetically speaking here, of course, let's say leads and traffic and all these things were unlimited. I mean, how much higher can you go? Well, that's a question. Yeah, it depends on the owner. You see, so, you know, me being having two successful companies, in very different parts of the industry. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I don't want to grow my businesses at, at really any more than, than, I, than where it's at now because, you know, more revenue doesn't necessarily mean uh, more happiness or more success. Uh, at some point, you got to figure out where the balance of life is uh, with money and success. And, uh, where I'm at now, to be honest with you, I, I just, I, I like it's manageable. You know, yeah. you can run your business, your business can run you. And, uh, yes, that's what people have to figure out is what, what's too much for them. And that's, <laughs> that's an interesting question because I mean, I think it varies from gym owner to gym owner. Um, you know, could I open another location? Yeah. Do I want to? Not really. Uh, as I don't want to be ran by my companies. And I like getting off in the afternoon and, yeah, uh, and spending time with my family, going to my pool and jumping in it and stuff. I, I don't, I, I mean, at some point you got to figure that part out, you know? So if it would come down to like, you know, do I need more, more clientele? Not really. Yeah. Honestly, I, I don't want to be ran by anymore. The hardest thing I deal with is, is, is probably though I have a great group of trainers, you know, hardest thing you deal with is employees. Uh, and you got to, as an owner, you have to kind of figure that out. What, what is, what is, where do I want to be as far as my happiness? So that's really what life's about. That's awesome. I think that's such a great point. I think when you get to a point like where you're at, where, where you can kind of pick and choose like what's important, right? And I, when, yeah. when money doesn't become the main driver, because I, I look, we'll be honest, right? As candid as possible. We're in the industry of helping people, but a lot of people lose sight of that because they need the money, right? You want to help people, but you need the money. And right. so you kind of mask that, I want to help you, but I'm digging into your pockets because I need to pay my rent this month, right? And I think that's when you can look past this. You're genuinely helping people and you're genuinely changing lives and you've become a true master at that, right? You can literally predict where they're coming from and what they're doing. So I think it's such a great perspective here. I mean, seriously, Mike, I mean, the fact that people can hear and see this perspective of what you can really get to if you are successful and you play that long game and you do things correctly, 
right? And it's, I mean, yeah. patient, right? I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. You know, I, mean, I think, I, I think right. you, you see, you hit the nail on the head. If, if, if you, if you want to help people and you're truly in this industry to do it the correct way and you, you, you put your heart and soul into what it is you want to, you want people to help people accomplish and you and you really are in this industry for the right reason, money and success will always follow. And that's in anything in life. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just, you know, people get in, if you're getting into something just to make a lot of money, you know, sure, you can make as much money as you want. But at the end of the day, uh, to me, I'd rather help people and let that money follow you instead of some more slower yeah. trickle than chasing money, you know? Yeah, yeah sure. I think I, I honestly, to, to tack on your point, I think probably they probably won't even make it to the point where they want to be. They'll probably get halfway. Well, it's pretty good enough, right? Because they think money is a driving factor, but it's like you have a mental like mentality of like, okay, if I can pay this off and I can have this much money in my bank account, I'll be happy. And once you hit that, you're not going to be driven anymore. You're like, ah, I guess I'm pretty good. And then you'll bounce right back. Well, you know, and the thing, yeah, it just depends. I mean, what's your motivating factor, you know, but uh, someone told me one time, you know, money is something everyone needs and, and, you know, we all have to make it, but it's like, you know, I love what I do for a living. And I love helping people. And for me, yeah, money's been good, but it, at the same time, I just have a, I have a very fulfilling feeling about what I do. And, you know, I'll tell you over the years of working with, you know, different high-end clientele that make a lot of money in different corporate jobs. I mean, I know some people that make a ton of money who are absolutely miserable yeah. in their lives. I mean, hate their jobs. And I think that's a point in itself. It's just like, you know, what, what you know, you got to find your happiness with a balance of yeah. money. A hundred percent. It's you love helping people. You don't hate money. Right. And I think that's the biggest picture. Well, I don't hate money at all. But I, <laughs> everybody's different. There's, I mean, this is not a right or wrong answer to that, but yeah. uh, you know, I, I don't know. That's just my perspective. Of it. Yeah. And I love that. I love the perspective, man. I think it's awesome. It's such a great point there. Yeah, I can keep going on this, but I think it's a good point to move on to this next question here. Um, yeah. Now you, you said about 200 members here, right? I mean, sorry, clients, um, you know, how are you tracking? I mean, look, I, I know from being, I mean, especially when you have other trainers uh, under you and it, you've got a lot going on. How do you right. manage this? Talk to me, Mike. What does it look like? As far as just tracking the- Yeah, yeah. Lifetime. Tracking metrics like lifetime value, attrition, things like that. Well, I mean, we, we're very simple on how we do things. And we got a flat fee for trainers uh, to bring their clientele in, a flat fee for our hourly for what we do if we charge our clients. So uh, we have a login system, just uh, where trainers oh, gotcha. log in their clients yeah. as they come to the door. We have a key code access, so they have to, you know, basically access the facility and, and basically type in their codes to, to access, and we, we can see those things. Uh, and then, you know, daily, we just run the, the numbers and, you know, this amount of sessions for, you know, these trainers, this is their rate, and this is our rate, and just put it and put it in our QuickBooks. It's pretty simple, really, um, you know, because we are just a flat rate. We just, we don't, we just... To, you know, this much of a session, this much of a session, they scan in, they, and that's how we keep track of all of it. It's that's very, it. it's as an owner for me, because my other business, it, but equipment business is way more complex. It's sales tax, international shipping, those kinds of things. To me, keeping absolute fitness as simple as possible is, is an asset to me because I don't have to spend a lot of time keeping track of those metrics and those kinds of things. I mean, and yeah. we're, we're kind of, we're, we're kind of where we're at, you know, where we want to be. We just kind of, kind of, we, you know, up, we're up 8.9% from last year. Uh, we grow about, you know, six to 8% a year, uh, you know, organically. Uh, and we just, we just, we just let it roll. You know, we bring new trainers in, uh, people will reach out to us. I interview all the potential contractors or, you know, staff that come on my staff and, you know, there are people, trainers always reaching out, you know, 
And it was yeah. kind of nice that we've gotten to the point now where I can just kind of pick and choose. Yeah. Um, you know, if someone's not a good fit, they're just they're not a good fit. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you've been in it so long where you can kind of just you go as you please. It's a good. It's a good thing. Yeah, Especially, a good feeling. So I'm, I'm 46. So you know, I'm, I'm I'm quickly heading towards 50, and it's like as I'm starting nothing, I'm old, and I stay in good shape. But as I'm getting older, I'm starting to realize that I want to spend a lot more time doing things that I want to I want to do versus yeah. uh, anything else. Exactly, I understand so. that completely. Yeah, that's awesome. And, uh, congratulations to that. That's all the hard work you put in, man. It's paying off, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, and that's it. Doing life, you put the you put it. One of my favorite quotes is from Michael Jordan: "You put in the work, the results will come." And it's it's true in anything. That's it. 100% Mike and last two questions for you last two questions um you know what's 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 the bigger picture man I mean I don't know if there's much of a bigger picture than where you're at now what, what are you trying to accomplish I mean for the rest of the the rest of the years you think you're going to run it what, what do you think is going to go next yeah I think uh continue to build the revenue continue to build the business um make it the best it can be and then when I get uh old enough I mean I'm gonna either sell the sell the business uh, to one of my younger trainers, or uh, I just step away and have one of them, you know, I, I kind of have somebody run it now, uh, or help help me run it, but um, one of the trainers, but I just step away and, and sell it and right off into the sunset, really. Um, my other company, like I said, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it, it, it's something that I can actually do, because I just do a lot of business deals there, I can do it, you know, for a long time. I'm not sure they'll ever fully retire in either business, but I think that my now goal is knowing that, you know, right now I plan to retire mid sixties and that's in the, you know, 19 years. And I don't know about you, but the last 20 years went very fast in my life. So I'm actually thinking about that end, that end result. So, um, you know, keep it growing and then find, find, find a worthy uh, person to take it over. There we go. Yeah. There we go. And that, that was a mic drop of an answer, but I got one more for you, man. And I want, I'm curious to see your answer for this one. My favorite question of the day. Uh, listen, Mike, if you could go back in time, 20 years back, 25 or 24 years, you mentioned, if you can go back 24 years to when you first started the gym, sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started the gym, what would that advice be for you? Um, this is going to sound weird, but enjoy the struggle. Now I don't struggle anymore, but when I first started my gym, I worked a full-time night job for 10 years to save the revenue. I lived in my gym for three years. I, I rebuilt every piece of original equipment in my one-bedroom apartment when I could afford an apartment. And uh, I drove a 1986 uh, Buick that basically uh, basically didn't run half the time and, and basically slept about three hours a day. And it's interesting, uh, for 10 years that I did that, I... Now I don't struggle and I kind of miss the struggle in the sense that I learned a lot about myself and what I'm capable of doing uh, and it built confidence. So at times, as weird as it sounds, I would tell that young guy to enjoy the struggle because and keep dreaming because you'll, you'll accomplish it one day, but enjoy the struggle because you're going to learn some things during this time. You're going to learn out what you're really made of. Mike, that was a mic drop of an answer, man. Look, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, Mike, please, I mean, shout out your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you and the gym? Sure. Uh, our gym uh, web address is absolutefitnessohio.com. And then uh, blockbusterfitness.com is my other company uh, that we sell fine used 
uh, fully commercial gym equipment. I've helped many gym owners. If you're a gym owner that's looking for gym equipment, you can find us at blockbusterfitness.com. Uh, you know, definitely check out our eBay store. But if you want to see pictures of the gym and whatnot, we do at Absolute Fitness. Again, it's absolutefitnessohio.com. Uh, and from there, there's our Instagram links and um, all of our social medias from there as well. There we go. There we go, Mike. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Stick around for one more second. If you can, Mike, I'm just going to let you know how you're going to get the podcast. I'd appreciate it. I'm just going to sign everybody else out over here, okay? Awesome. Awesome. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on this show is Letitia from Flex Fitness Gym out of Greenville, North Carolina. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Doing well. How are you? I'm good, and I'm excited to have you here and to learn more about Flex Fitness Gym. But really, before we kind of dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on at your fitness business, I would love to kind of hear a really brief backstory here. What was it that kind of led to you opening up this facility? Well, I'm back in, well, from 2009 to 2019, I always had like a regular job, but fitness was always my thing. So as I would get off work, I would go teach at the YMCA, did that for like four years. And then I was teaching another facility, did that for like three years. And then a little while after that, I stopped fitness because I was officiating. Um, went to another gym, was working there. So fitness has always been my thing. I was an athlete, so fitness was my thing. So in 2018 to 2020, when COVID hit, I was working at a gym. So when COVID came about, of course, I went back to like a regular job. And I was sitting at my job one day and um, this girl was like, I heard you was a personal trainer. And I was like, well, yeah. And I was telling all my credentials. She was like, well, why are you here? And I was like, well, the pandemic came and this is that. And I may go back to another gym. So she was like, how much do they pay you? So I started telling them what they pay me. And she was like, well, how much clientele do you have? And I told her that I bought in this amount of clientele. She was like, so why do you keep working for other people? Mm -hmm. So it was one of those things that I just jumped out on faith and um, <laughs> I love it. Like my logo is, um, let's have a healthy and happy life. And those are the things that I believe in. So even during the pandemic, I was just given favor and I opened my gym and that's just how I got there. Okay. So health fitness, something that you've been passionate about and you just kind of came to the realization through a conversation with somebody like, huh, you know, maybe I should just go do this on my own and have my own facility. And what I love about that is you're able to really design what success and what your future looks like being your own business owner. 
Um, and now you're able to help other people get healthy um, through, you know, your, your classes and everything that you have to offer. Paint a picture for us, kind of give us, I like to call it your elevator pitch of Flex Fitness Gym. Tell us kind of who you are, what services you have to provide and really paint that picture for us so that we understand your business model as we dive into the conversation here. Sure. So um, I, I offer group classes and also personal training. So my group classes, I offer, I teach boot. Well, I do boot camp. I also um, teach boxing, kickboxing, step aerobics. We do Zumba, hip hop dance, and personal training. And we switch up the groups. So the way that I do my packages, it just depends on which ones that you want based upon the hours and availability for those classes. So that's pretty much how I do it. Okay. I like that. I like it. I love group fitness. Personally, it changed my life because I'm the type of person that like you, I was an athlete growing up. I spent a lot of time in the competitive cheerleading world and I was always a part of a team. And then I become an adult. It's like you go to the normal gym. You don't have that kind of team atmosphere. You're on your own. You have to figure things out on your own. You don't have a coach. And for me, like I was never successful with that. I would go to the gym. I would, I can see the gym from my window here. So I'm like looking at it. I would walk into the gym in my apartment, walk on the treadmill, maybe walk on the stair stepper and then I'd get bored and and leave, right? right. Um, it just wasn't right for me. And then I found group fitness, ended up in a CrossFit gym and it literally changed my life because I was surrounded by other people that were working out that motivated me. I didn't have to think about the workout. I, all I had to do is just show up and the coach already has the workout there for me. And mm. so it's my favorite modality. I love group training. You offer a bunch of different kinds of group training here. How many classes are you offering a day? Like, are, is this like your full-time gig? This is what you do all day? Or what does that look like for you? So um, normally it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday because I do have my hands in other pots. I do other things. Um, but to piggyback on what you said, Brooke, it's nothing like having a partnership, meaning as far as with fitness, um, because I own a gym. I love fitness, but I do not like working out alone. <laughs> You know, yeah. it's just it's just different. The energy is different. And as you said, you have people there that's going to encourage you and you can encourage them. And even the small things, sometimes you could be doing an exercise and not be doing it properly. And I, I understand that just because I'm the teacher, I also have to be a student. So I, I just I just I just love it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a great, a great way to um, help other people definitely in finding, you know, health and fitness. Um, okay, so as things currently stand right now, is it just you working in the business? Do you have any employees? It's just myself. And I'm one of the ladies that comes to my gym, you know, she kept saying that she wanted to, you know, get certified in something. And I, I sent her to go get, she went to go get a Zumba license. Okay, cool. so I explained to her, you know, if she would like to come on and be a part, then I wouldn't mind hiring her because, you know, at first she didn't even work out. So for her to not even be a person that work out and then she comes to the gym and she's to the place that now she wants to be an instructor. I just think that speaks volumes. So I was like, I have to, I just feel like it's my duty to yeah. allow her to be able to experience that. Yeah, for sure. So the, the, the gym itself, what's the square footage? 2,800 square feet. 
so it's a decent size for classes like if you have a decent amount of room there to kind of spend some time coaching classes um and how many personal training clients do you have um currently I have 12 12 so you have a pretty busy schedule between that your other stuff and the classes indeed okay is and in with the the membership the class-based thing you know how does a how does a membership work do people pay per class do they pay for a membership monthly kind of what offers yes they pay monthly but i do offer walk-ins so if my if if the so for instance i try to do no more than 20 people per class because i still understand there's covid i want to space people out you know i don't act like we're in the clear yet so I do 20 people. So if I do have a walk-in, if I'm already at capacity, the walk-in will have to come at the next class if available. But I always make sure that my members get that gym time. And then if the walk-ins come in, then we could try to make that work. Or if I have like 10 people that come during a class and they want to be walk-ins, I will set a set time for those 10 people okay. to get a, a workout. Okay, got it. So with the monthly, um, how many members do you have that are on that monthly kind of auto bill type thing? Currently, I just got like three more since last time I talked to you guys. So it's probably like 41 people. That's awesome. So for for being fairly new, 41 members, is that a place, Leticia, where you feel comfortable or are you looking to kind of hit the gas, take on more members and grow your clientele? Definitely want to grow. Yeah. Um, I mean, most of us do, right? If we're in this industry, we're usually in this industry for a couple of reasons, but for most of us, it's because we love helping people. And so why limit ourselves? Why only help, only help 41 when we could help way more. Um, General rule of thumb here for group fitness, they say is like a hundred people per a thousand square feet in terms of members, right? Um, and so we could hypothetically, if we had enough classes within our schedule, we could probably have around 200, 250 members wow. in the space. Is that something that you've ever kind of thought about? Is that something that would be a reality, do you think, for you? Or is your space like not all usable? Um, um, that could be a reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So walk me through Letitia this is kind of what it looks different for everybody and I'd be interested to hear what it looks like for you what are you actively doing to kind of aid that growth process in finding new clients that's like the number one thing that I hear from gym owners in in this this podcast is like that's the hardest part right now especially post-COVID is like getting people to come in the door so what are you doing to get people in um so I've been taking the social media you know, I do flyers. Um, I do outside. I'll even do an outside event. So I've done events where just come meet me at the park, you know, things of that nature. So just trying to really get my face out there, my name out there, because uh, I'm an official. So a lot of people know me from officiating games. So when I'm like, oh, well, I have a gym as well. They're like, oh, I thought you was the referee. So it's kind of hard <laughs> for people to see you for something different when they've been seeing you in a different capacity for so many years. Like they'll see me be like, uh, yeah, um, so you go to that gym, like I'll have on one of my shirts, they're like, oh, so you, where's that gym, or you go to that gym, and I, I'm like, yeah, I own it, they're like, oh, I thought you was the referee, I'm like, yeah, but I also do this, so, um, and I'm not from the area, so it's a little more challenging, being that I'm not from here, but I just believe that it's going to work out. 
you know, yeah. word of mouth is excellent as well. I have a great group of people that come. I do have a lot of walk-ins, you know, so it's, it's definitely going places. Yeah, no, word of mouth um, in this industry, it's like our favorite thing because it's free. So if we have a really great service, our members are going to talk, they're going to tell their friends and we're going to grow through word of mouth. But when we look at kind of like scalability, the possibility of multiple locations down the road, you know, word of mouth usually isn't enough because we can't predict our growth from word of mouth. We can't predict the rate at which people are going to go talk about us. We'll have months where it seems like we got, you know, five new members coming in through word of mouth and it feels really great. And then we'll have a couple of dry months where we don't see any mm-hmm. new clients coming in through word of mouth. Um, and so what I've seen is a lot of people really take into the digital world, Facebook, Instagram, Google, places like that to really reach people that might not already have a connection to somebody in our facility. Um, Talk to me a little bit about your presence on social media. Has it been something that has been beneficial? Is there kind of ebbs and flows with it? Um, I would like to kind of hear where you're at there. Um, It kind of hit and miss, like you said, Mm. some people, like I, I opened in September, so in December, my walk-ins from December to February, my walk-ins were great. I guess everybody made a resolution and I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. And then March came and it was like, whoa, what just happened? And then when June came, you know, it picked up a little more again. And now it's just kind of like, ugh. so now I'm just trying to understand what I need to do in those dry seasons, like, or why is it that they're very excited in these months and then they're not excited in other months. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to find a niche to kind of compensate for that time. Yeah. I like to look at social media kind of different here. And, you know, we're always going to have the people that Google us because they're looking for a gym, right? And so that's an easy client for us. But then something that, I also like to think about is the people who don't, who aren't looking for us, who don't know that we already exist. Usually those people are the ones who need us the most. Maybe, you know, you have a new mom who has a couple little ones at home and is really struggling with her mental health. And this group fitness thing could change that for her. It could be that one thing that gets her that mental clarity that she's looking for, or maybe, you know, somebody is really struggling with their weight. They want to lose five, 10 pounds we're able to provide a solution to that with our our fitness. So it's like, how do we reach these people online or on social media who might have a pretty targeted goal? And from my personal experience, how I did it was with like ads on Facebook. So I would run some kind of ad maybe for like a challenge, like, hey, I'm running a six week challenge, come in, lose body fat, we're gonna give you personal training we're going to give you accountability we're going to give you nutrition um and at the end of the six weeks like you know hopefully you've lost some weight um if you do everything that we kind of help you do you should um that's something that worked really well for me have you ever looked toward running ads on social media like paid ads did you know that that was a thing or that you like looked into at all well facebook i did it for probably like about three months and I wasn't getting any success in it. So I kind yeah. of. Yeah, I mean, you you burned that bridge. <laughs> like, and I think we've all kind of done that. I have a personal business on the side, not related to the gym. I bake cakes. 
like fancy birthday cakes. And when I first, during the pandemic is like when I first started doing that. And so I was like, oh, like I need to advertise this on Facebook. And so I fell into the trap on Facebook where they tell you to boost your post, right? right. Um, and so I was like, oh, I'll spend $50, see if it reaches somebody. So I spent 50, nothing happens. And then they send you a notification saying, well, cause you didn't spend enough money. Like it's not reaching the audience that you want. So I'm like, oh, I'll spend 50 more, right? And it's just like a pit and it doesn't give you the results that you want because it's not targeted. It's not guaranteed. Facebook, Instagram, they also have a feature outside of the boosting that's called um, like ad campaigns where it's more specific, where we create an ad campaign. We pick the set amount of days that it's going to run. We spend so much per day and it reaches that targeted audience that we're looking for. So if we're looking for new moms, we can target them through, you know, these Facebook ads. And that was the one thing that like completely changed things for me. I didn't know that there was a difference, but when I figured it out, especially for the gym, it was huge. And for the cake business too. I mean, like the ad campaign, completely different. It's more targeted, um, more specific, but I know for sure, like I wasn't a Facebook expert. I just had somebody who was able to help me with that. Um, is that something that if you could figure out how to implement that into your business, do you think that that would work in your area to draw people into the gym? Sure. I think so. I think so too. And I think with group fitness, it's great because your market is pretty wide. Anybody can benefit from this man, woman, 18, 65, like it's, it's wide open. So um, I would be interested to see how that could work for you. Uh, my next question for you here, Leticia, I like to ask this because I think that there's just as much value in talking about the good stuff as there is the challenges, the bumps in the road. So what would you consider to be, you know, your biggest business related challenge and what are you kind of actually doing to, to work on overcoming that and make it less of a challenge? Well, definitely um, getting more memberships because what people don't realize, um, you know, it's different when you're working in a gym versus you're having your own because, you know, now you have the overhead, you have, if something happens to the equipment, I mean, all of that is now on you. So currently I'm just trying to critique it to where maybe, you know, I started then, well, maybe my marketing, maybe I need to change my marketing or maybe I need to change my logo and all that. You start playing all those things back in your head because it's like, what is it that I need to do to make it work? Mm-hmm. because perception is everything so now that's one of the things I've been working on maybe I need to make my logo look a little different I even thought about changing the name from Fit- Flex Fitness Gym to Flex Fitness Studios because sometimes it's just about the world play it's the presentation so those are some things that I've been putting pen to paper and trying to figure out what it is that I can do to you know draw more people in to allow them to start getting results Yeah. I mean, it's tricky and there's no, you know, there's no one path that we can all go down. That's going to look exactly the same and give us success. Um, there's a lot of different things that kind of play into this. And, um, so I understand the struggle there. Um, my next question to you would be like, I like to call it the magic wand question. So it's like, you know, Leticia, I hand you a magic wand, all your goals and all your dreams for your business have come true. You know, what would that picture look like for you? Ideally, if there's kind of no limitations here, you could have anything you wanted, what would that look like? Um, I would get a larger space. 
hire on staff to help me and make sure that they're certified and they understand how important it is for people not to just make money from something, but to actually have the heart for people to be healthy and happy. I will also want to have a facility for kids. Just We just dealing with kids. Only kids come to this certain facility to get their fitness goals um, achieved. I also would like to have somewhere where I can have special needs kids. Okay. And also I, I want to target older adults, like the ones that's in assistant livings and things of that nature. I will want to have a van to where I can transport them and maybe have a facility that has a pool so I can teach fitness and it's not hard on their joints and their ligaments. So those are the type of things that I'm looking into and that's what I want. If I had a wand and I could have everything, I want to maybe have all of this under one roof, but be able to have different areas for certain people to cater to certain people and their needs. Absolutely. That's a really, really good kind of point there. Um, and I think the most important thing now is like really nail down what you have going on in this space now, get that flow in, get the revenue rolling in. And then it's like, all right, next thing we're going to get a kids program going. We're going to really work with the youth in our area and kind of help target that ob- obesity, childhood obesity in our area. And then, you know, once we get that going, we kind of roll on to the next thing and work with a special needs population, get that flowing, get that going good, and then move on to the next thing. Indeed. Um, it's it's really easy as a business owner um, to kind of have, I like to call it fancy object sy- syndrome, where it's like we see, um, we see, we think of all these ideas and I'm very much a huge idea kind of person. Um, I have a million ideas in my head at one time. And then it's like, I have a bunch of unfinished projects. And so as a business owner, it's so important that we focus on what we have going on, get it perfected before we move on to the next thing um, so that everything can be really, really successful. Um, what if you had to give a word of advice to somebody fairly new to this industry, maybe they just opened up their own gym today. What would you share with them um, for advice? just going in i mean people get cockiness and confidence um mixed up not gonna say be cocky but just be confident in what you believe in and if you're going in it with a pure heart just know that it's going to be challenges but it's going to work out in your favor like don't give up i promise you you're going to wake up some days and say why did i do this or is this going to work it's going to be days that you just feel like giving up but you just can't I mean, you can't abort the baby, as I like to say. Um, you have to birth it. Once you have an idea and, and it's swollen up in you, you have to birth that baby and you have to let that baby grow. And it's just like a process. I mean, infants don't jump from infanthood into adults. It's a process. So that's that's my mindset. Like, okay, I birthed this baby. Okay, right now I'm probably a toddler still, but I know that it's going to grow and I'm going to grow. Oh, and one day I'm going to be an elder in this business. So that's kind of how I like to, that's just my own little way of um, dealing with it, my own example. Don't abort the baby, just continue to grow. And once you become elderly in the business, then you're going to know that it paid off. Yeah, no, for sure. That's a really good. It's a strange way of putting it, but. (laughs) I like the, your perspective there. I've never heard of somebody like explain business that way, but it's really important. And like when you're a baby, obviously you fall down, you make mistakes. Like you run into things when you're learning how to walk, you find things that you like, you find things that you dislike, 
And so um, that's a really great analogy. I think I'm going to steal that from you. Yeah, no Um, worries. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. What's the Instagram page? Where can our listeners go to find out more about what you have to offer within your facility? Um, So it's the name of my gym, Flex Fitness. That's F-L-E-X-X Fitness Gym, LLC. Easy enough. Well, I appreciate you being here with us today for sharing your insight. It was truly a pleasure. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, go ahead and hit like and subscribe. If you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. We'll be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Andromeda with Pilates Sport center out of los angeles andromeda what is going on how are you good morning good morning it sounded like a mouthful didn't it good grief (laughs) look we're excited to have you on and i think we're definitely ready to dive into the nitty-gritty of what you have going on here with pilates sports center but you know first we want to go ahead and give you the floor here and give a little perspective to the viewers right in your words andromeda how would you describe pilates sports center and what you guys do well, that might require going back to the beginning of Pilates Sports Center, right? Um, I was a, I still am a full-time chiropractor and it was somewhere in the late 90s, early, yeah, late 90s, where a lot of my patients were asking, what is Pilates? And it was sort of the era where Madonna was just doing Pilates and a couple movie stars and people were hearing about it. They didn't know what it was. I did not know what it what it was. So I got asked so many times that I decided to go find out what it was for myself. So I took a few sessions from a couple different trainers in Los Angeles. There weren't a lot at that time. And I thought, well, this is pretty amazing. I will send my patients to go and try Pilates and see if it helps to stabilize them and make them stronger. So they, uh, a lot of them did. So we started offering a mat class at my um, chiropractic office. We rented a little bit of space and that went really well. And guess what? These people and clients and patients of mine got so much better and so much more stable and strong and got rid of so much of their pain that they stopped coming to see me as much. So that was 
not a great, <laughs> not a great piece of news. So I said, well, I probably should integrate this into my practice because it seems like this is an amazing adjunct. And I really went for the mindset of just helping patients get stronger, not like a fitness thing really, but just like a, a general low back care wellness bent on things. And so I went and got certified. And that was a saga back in the day. There was really no place to go. I had to drive um, from Valencia to Long Beach, which you don't know, but that's about, it could be upwards of almost two hours, depending on the time of day that commute. So that was um, an experience. So I got certified and I started offering Pilates at my, at my office and it just, it blew up, JJ. It just blew up. It turned into a thing. Not at all what I was expecting, not what I was planning. I had to rent more space. I had to buy equipment. I had to bring in trainers. Like it turned into a thing. Yeah. And that thing has had a 22 year lifespan and has sustained my business and turned into a whole separate business, all with a life of its own. So Pilates has some serious staying power. Even through COVID, we are still going strong. Wow. So yeah, so that's how Pilates Sports Center basically came to be. There are a lot more little details and nuances of how it got to be there, got to be there. The other leg of it was um, once we started needing instructors, we couldn't find any. Uh, and the people that we were interviewing didn't really know what they were doing. They weren't savvy enough to handle like my clientele is different, right? It's injured people, maybe older people, people who aren't necessarily gym rat people, but they need to exercise. Like it's a whole different demographic of people who want to work out. So we said, well, uh, we're going to have to create our own education model because this is just not good. This We can't find anybody who's up to par to train to train here. So we created our own education model in about the year 2000, myself, excuse me, myself and my partner. And we've been writing that and rewriting that. Ever since then, we became sort of a franchise situation where we have other Pilates studios all over the country now that are hosting our, our type of program, education program to create other instructors. And we're very pleased with the kind of instructors that we are producing so that they can go out and do do good for other people. Wow, that's awesome. I appreciate wow. the explanation there. I definitely think it gives the viewers perspective here and I think we're definitely ready to hop right into it. So I'm um, gonna start with the bare bones basics question yeah. here. Um, you know, how many members are you currently serving? Well, let's talk about pre and post COVID, shall we? <laughs> um, when uh, we were in our most active and lucrative part of our business, we had about 1700 um, active clients that were coming into the studio. We had a large 4,000 square foot facility. And um, I mean, you can imagine what happened with COVID. I'm sure you've heard the story a million times. We had to downsize, lost our instructors. We're down to 172 active members now, uh, okay. meaning that they're like coming in, in and out right now. We've had so many surges that people have come in and out and um, we're down to about 172, but we're also occupying a fraction of the space. So gotcha. it's all good. Yeah, yeah. 
And so with that, I mean, what's been your best method of getting new people through the door? The best method of getting new people through the door is honestly a referral situation. When we help people and they get amazing results and they're able to do their life, they tell other people. It's just that simple. It, there's nothing better than that. Um, getting people in the door cold is nice. It's difficult. It's expensive. It's arduous, but it is not the same as a referral because that person is already sold. They're already have their little shopping cart and they've wheeled their shopping cart right up to you and they know what they want you to put in that shopping cart. It's just our job to fill it. So referrals yeah. are our best source for sure. Yeah, agreed. I think uh, it, it definitely uh, eliminates the, the 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 need to build a trust factor because it's already pre-built. I think that's awesome. Um, and so with that, I mean, let's say this, right? I know obviously pre and post COVID, I mean, the, the numbers are different. Um, but let's say hypothetically speaking here, of course, fleets, traffic clients, all these things were unlimited. I mean, hypothetically speaking, how much higher can you go? I mean, what would the maximum capacity look like for you? Right now, since we've downsized, um, you know, we could definitely be busier, but we, we, we are going to have a cap. We could probably handle about double what we're doing, but that's probably about it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And grow again, which I'm, I don't feel like, I don't feel like I want to do that. I feel like, um, the burn was so bad that I don't feel like I want to grow again. I feel like this is a good size now. Yeah. Yeah. So even staying at this point, gotcha. And, um, cause I oh, yeah, people get the misconception that it's more and more and more and more, more, but we could talk about longevity, retention, lifetime value. I mean, those are also big factors as well. What brings a successful business, right? It's not just about quantity here. Um, and so, you know, with that, I mean, what comes with the territory of, of more clients, more people, more members is tracking. And so how do you go about knowing your metrics, understanding where someone is on their fitness journey, you know, how long they've been a part of your facility? How do you track those numbers? Everything is in a database. We, we've not, we're not a pen and paper situation of a, of a studio. Um, even when we were super large, we were using both methods. We were using pen and paper and a database. We used MindBody, which is probably who you know, a very large entity. Um, when COVID hit, honestly, that was the first thing to go because MindBody is expensive and cumbersome and has so many tendrils and details. It's it's hard to manage it. You, We were constantly um, calling support for, for help with that. So we have switched to something called Moments, which is a very dynamic platform, much more affordable, very happy with that. So that does everything we could possibly need. That sends your intake forms, it sends appointment reminders, it does text messaging, um, it tracks all the clients, uh, there is there's actually room in the database to write notes on each one of your clients, almost like soap notes if you were a, a medical facility. Um, and you can keep documents in each person's, um, what do you call it? Profile. Profile. Thank you. Yeah. So that's what we use. We use Moments. We're very happy with it. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I think when you can find, because I think a lot of people go with the mainstream softwares and whatnot, but I think if you can find one that works well with you and resonates with you, I think that's the biggest thing, right? Everybody works differently. Everybody's brain's a little different, right? 
And if you can do little things like those things, like I think the taking those notes and those little details that matter to you and should matter to other people as well are important if, you, if it works more efficiently for you. So that's great. The fact that you're even tracking it, right? Because I think a lot of fitness professionals forget how important, don't even realize how important metrics really are. Well, one um, of the one of the things that we did way back when we first started growing was to hire a coach, a business coach. Um, and that was the best thing that we ever did. And she was all about metrics and charting and tracking and setting goals and writing everything down and being accountable. And she was, we would not be where we are, were uh, without her. So business coaching is very valuable. It's worth every penny. Yeah. I agreed. Agreed. And so now going to ask a little bit of a longer winded question here, but a good question in, it, in itself. Um, you know, in the fitness and gym industry, there's about three pillars of business. We use pretty predominantly, and it's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, getting people through the door, your acquisition, which is your sales, right? Getting somebody from interested to a paying client. And then you have your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, Andromeda, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Probably in the acquisition sector. Um, once we um, have somebody new that joins the studio, um, we do a great job of selling our product, making it obvious that it has a benefit to it, and then usually our clients have been with us for a long 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 time most of them for years so we don't have an issue with retention but in acquisition that's where i would say i fall down simply because i'm so busy <laughs> and there's no extra time to go and research how to do that pace pay whatever it costs to do that honestly it's yeah, that would be my biggest black hole right now. Yeah, and I appreciate the honesty and transparency there. I think when you can put success to the side, right? Because most people see 150 plus clients and they're going to be like, wow, like how is that even possible, right? But the fact that you can still say that you can know, hey, I can still improve and admit that, I think that that's a, that's a big perspective shift for the viewers and for the listeners here. I think that I appreciate that, Andromeda. Thank you. I probably, JJ, should back up because in my mind, I'm thinking acquisition means like guerrilla marketing, right? Like signage, um, yeah. direct mail, um, going out and hustling. But but what it, has, what it really is, is virtual marketing, right? Especially since COVID, it's really all virtual. So in that realm, I feel like recently I'm kind of killing it. We have hired a social media person, which again, I highly recommend. If you want to be good at something, you need to hire a professional like that business coaching wasn't going to happen by itself. Social media, I'm horrible at that. So um, just in hiring a social media person, the numbers went crazy and that should reflect um, acquisition of more clients, it's a little bit of a brand new, but the spike is huge. So that mm -hmm. should, I hope, translate into new clients. Yeah, it, would, it, it always do, right? Eyeballs turn into clients, right? But there's all, it's all it really is getting eyeballs to you, right? And that's, that's the hope. getting them through. But that's so. one of those things I don't have time to do. I don't have the skills or the time to do the social media aspect. I just don't. Yeah, yeah which is completely understandable, right? You're not here to be a marketing professional. You're here to be a fitness professional. So, um, last two questions for you here, Andromeda. My two favorite questions. 
What's the bigger picture for you? What are you trying to accomplish long-term? So when you mentioned the, the three pillars, there's there's a missing one for me that's really important because you had asked about, you know, what is our um, our client base right now and how much could we accommodate? There's always going to be a ceiling, right? Like you can only see so many people a day. Your trainers can only do so much work a day. You can only have so much physical space or time spent virtually training. Like there's a cap to that. Um, the, the other pillar for me is passive income, my friend, you have to find a way to make passive income so that you're not spending all of your time hustling because you can't work for the dollar every hour for the rest of your life. Passive income for me is what drives me creating products, creating things that will earn you money while you're, while I'm talking to you while I'm sleeping. <clears throat> so for me, building that aspect of my business is the most important thing right now. Yeah, I love that. I think that's so important. I think that's so important when you can have that, right? Create that, you know, because it, it does take a little bit of a setup, right? But then once that's set up, it runs on its own. And yeah, so it's a one-time setup, that. right? You set it up and you just keep selling it. Exactly, exactly. And so one last question here, and this is my favorite question of the day. And I'm curious to see your answer. You know, Andromeda, if you can go back in time here to when you first started the gym, sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started, what would that advice be for you? I would have hit the ground with social media. I wouldn't have been trying to do it myself all this time. <clears throat> I know that sounds silly because back in the day, that wasn't a big thing. But if I had created a product earlier and by a product i mean like a workshop or um a video like we had a chance back in the beginning to do one of the first pilates um it was back when it was vhs okay so we <laughs> we had a chance to be one of the first videos on the market and we blew it and that would that would have been a game changer so that's one of my biggest regrets that I didn't jump on that bandwagon when I had the chance. Andromeda, that was a mic drop of an answer. It's a good place to wrap up things on this episode. But before we sign out, you know, please shout out your Facebook, Instagram, social media, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you and the facility? Oh, thank you. Yeah, we are Pilates Sports Center. A lot of S's in there, Pilates Sports Center. We have a physical studio in Encino called the Wellness Center of Encino. That's in Los Angeles. And I also run a scoliosis uh, treatment facility out of that same uh, wellness center, and that is Scoliosis Coach. There is social media attached to every single one of those things, Pilates Sports Center, Wellness Center Encino, and the Scoliosis Coach. I'm a busy bee. There we go. There we go. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Uh, just stick around for two more seconds if you can, just so I can let you know how you're going to get the podcast. I'd appreciate it. I'm just going to sign everybody else out over here. Okay. Awesome. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us and talk about your fitness business, click link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.